Welcome to a new episode of the Cartridge Club, where we discuss our game of the month with members of the Cartridge Club community. Hey, it's Rocket Sauce here, and joining me on the show, we have Fitnet, Joel Boyce, and Top Spot. And for the month of July, we're talking about the 3D platformer Super Mario Galaxy. If you've played along, you can always share your own experiences in the forums at cartridgeclub.org and our community's Discord or across social media by using the hashtag Cartridge Club. Before I start the show, on behalf of the entire Cartridge Club community, I'd like to give a huge shout out to our patron backers like Joel Boyce, Buried on Mars, Christopher Rohr, Dean Lasagna, and Caleb J. Ross. To our backers and Patreon supporters, thank you. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter for the Cartridge Club, please look in how you can do so at patreon.com forward slash cartridge club. Super Mario Galaxy! Fitnet, why don't you start us off with your overall thoughts on Super Mario Galaxy? Uh, I liked it, but uh, I didn't. It didn't click for me the same way as pe- as for most people. It seems like it might just be the headspace I was in for this month, but uh, it just it was good. But I had I don't know. It just didn't click for me in the same way. But I did enjoy the game. I didn't quite feel as in control as I would like playing the game and a lot of the world just kind of blended together for me but I did like it's still a Mario game like it's still charming and everything's really colorful and interesting and the gameplay is solid even if the controls were a bit off fair enough and what what platform did you play it on uh primarily switch that's what I finished the game on but uh I did play a little bit of the Wii version for comparison a little bit before this Joel, what, what, what are your overall thoughts on the game? Uh, I think my overall thoughts are pretty similar. I enjoyed it. There are, there are things to love about it, but I didn't fall in love with this game like with uh, some other Mario titles. I, I played it on the Wii U, which is functionally the same as playing it on the Wii, right? You're using Wii controllers and the nunchucks. I'd actually be really interested to hear later on when we talk about controls, uh, Fitnat's thoughts on comparing the Wii controls versus the Switch controls because I was wondering how many of the issues I noticed are fixed or how many of them are just uh, working as intended. But yeah, I would say the controls are a big thing uh, that that I sometimes had a challenge with the controls and the camera. Uh, but one of the things that I really uh, loved were sometimes the atmosphere, the exploration were, were great. So I had these moments of joy and these moments of frustration. And we'll expand on that, I'm sure, as we go through. Sounds good. Top. Well, um, you guys do mention some things that we, we will certainly discuss later on, but I'm a little bit on the opposite end. Mario's my main guy. I never get far. Uh, I don't get behind on the Mario series. I still have a, a Metroid game to play. I still have a couple of Zeldas I haven't played yet, but I'm right on top of all the Mario's. So um, from the get go, from when this game launched, it was absolutely one of my favorites. So I'm going to be the unapologetic a fan for this game, the the booster for it. I'm going to say a lot of nice things about it, I believe. But there are some things that you guys brought up that I can I can uh, you know confer confirm that I experienced too. But it's it is one of my favorites. the 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 most damning thing I can say about the game is that it's not as good as the sequel. That's like about the only thing I can say negative about it because I just love it so much. It really just hits me just right. So, what platform did you play this one on? Well, I played um, 
I had I had a completed game file on the Wii, uh, and I copied that over to the Wii U. So I just picked up and played Luigi's portion of it, which is kind of the, the you might call it the second quest. So I took that through to the finish. I I so I played about the last two thirds or so of Luigi's portion of the game, and then um, I've still got the Switch version out in front of me, and I'm kind of uh, noodling around playing the, a little bit of the Switch version. But for this month, I I finished the second quest on the wii u so let, let me let me ask you all real quick before i give my overall thoughts here have you guys played any other 3d mario games in the series all of them most of them yeah um i know the mario 3d world game pretty well and 3d land a little bit but i played the mario 3d world game with my kid a lot and he really likes it but Back in the day, I didn't uh, have a Nintendo 64, so I actually had a borrowed Nintendo 64 and a borrowed Mario 64 for a few days or a week. Rushed through that game a few years after it came out, and I don't have I have like a sense of it, but I don't feel like I know the game really well. And I never played Sunshine, so uh, I don't know the precursors to this game as well as I would like. But I do know kind of where the series went after this. And, and I will say a few of my opinions, they didn't really change, but it, it is colored by the games that came after it. I think it's almost unavoidable for that to happen. So in its moment, it was a much more, you know, revolutionary game, I, I suppose. But now you can see where, well, they've kind of fixed a few of these things in future titles, uh, Control and a few other things. So, Yeah, and the reason I, I asked that, that question is because I think my overall opinion is affected by other games in the series. My favorite one in the series is Mario 64, and pro probably followed by Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. I uh, I hate Mario Sunshine with a passion, so <laughs> uh, I know a few people are going to get you know ruffled about that, but it's the worst in the series. It's not fun at all. It's Don't worry, I have a few bad things to say about that later. Oh, it, it's, it's terrible. But... Um, I, I think my overall opinion of the game is it's a very good game. It definitely washed some of the stank that uh, Mario <laughs> Sunshine left in my mouth. I, I enjoy the game. I played it originally. When I originally played it, I played it on the Wii U. And I played it because I think I never had a Wii at the time when I got the Wii U. So I was looking for building up my Wii, U, my Wii collection for the backwards compatibility part of the Wii. So I missed out on Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2. So I saved it for, for the Wii U when I got it, and I had a really good time playing it. Like I said, I, I felt I felt it was a great improvement over Sunshine, but I didn't feel it was better than 64. I mean, it's because 64 is so ingrained in my head on how to play it. But there are aspects of the game that I think make it harder for me to push it ahead of something like Odyssey or, or 64. Most of the controls, uh, and not saying like they're terrible controls, it's just there's definitely... It's of its time. Yeah, it's of its time. And it's it, a little I, awkward. It, it could be better. Yeah. I, I, I think I wish I had a controller to play with as opposed to the Wiimote and Nunchuck. But other than that, yeah, I, I enjoyed the game. I I think I liked it more the first time playing it. I'll, I'll give it an example why I think I like the other games more. I don't think I like the the space feel of this world. Granted, it's called Galaxy. By that, I mean... I. I hate the, I shouldn't say hate, the hate is the wrong word for this. I don't like the jumping between worlds, like, I don't know, like these little planets. It's not like you're, it's a hard platform to jump. Like most of the time, the gravi gravity will pull you to the nearest planet and you're onto your next thing. 
sometimes you fall into a little mini black hole, but I think I hated having to do stuff like going around the planet in a circle to, to get where I need to go. The 3D part, and it's a 3D platform, I, I think overall the space feel for it wasn't my favorite. Was it was it bad? No, but was it my favorite? No, I, I just think I guess I didn't care for that part too much. I like the game. I wanted to get the little gripes out of the way because I don't want to make me to sound like uh, like fitting out here. Uh, but uh, I'm but, agreeing uh, with yeah. you for the most part. Yeah, it's 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 a fun game. It's a very fun game. But there's other games in the series I I like better. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna echo the like preference to 64 and Odyssey because like Odyssey spoils everyone that has played it for any previous Mario game, regardless, just because of how smooth it is. Like, you can have your favorites and everything, and it's not to say, like, the old ones are bad or anything, but it's just so polished, and it's the newest one, so it's just, like, mm -hmm. it colors the perspective going backward. But, like, I agree with you with the, um, the gravity stuff, is what you're mostly talking about in terms of, like, not really clicking. That's the thing that mostly didn't click for me. I never fully felt in control of my jumps or which direction I was going, whenever the gravity would kick in, it's like, okay, I'm pressing forward and going backwards. What the heck's happening? And it's like, I get the idea, but it's possibly the least control I've felt in a Mario game, which is odd. Like, and it might just be me and I wasn't in the mindset for the game or something, but it just never fully clicked on a core platforming level. I don't think it's just you. And, uh, you know, to echo uh, what Rockasaw said... I, I thought that was an interesting idea. I think the mechanics of gravity and you can go around a small, tiny little uh, planet and just keep going and then you're back where you started. Like, and then jumping from planet to planet. I don't have an issue with that. But I do think that maybe this is what you're getting at. It, it, it felt a little bit small because you have these tiny, tiny sections of levels and they're all kind of disconnected from each other. And I think, I think that the other games feel bigger. I think Mario 64 feels bigger because you feel like there's a whole world and keep on going here. No, this is the whole world. It's like a hundred square feet. This is the world. And there's another one over there that's 50 square feet. So I, I think that was a weakness, although I don't have an issue with the gravity mechanic as a whole. I think sometimes it doesn't, it's not very signaled very well, uh, what you can expect. And uh, that's a mechanic and level design issue. Did, did anyone make it to a game over screen or were you fed with enough lives that it wasn't an issue? More than enough lives. Yeah. Because I mean, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, like, there, this is a game and it's not, I mean, it's from long enough ago. And, and there is definitely a lot of times where you enter a failure state and you got to retry and retry and retry. And um, that's not something we see as much anymore because they are a lot more generous with checkpoints and such. And this game is pretty generous, but there's a lot of things where you've just got to power your way through whatever that challenge is. Um, and I was just curious if that was a thing that colored your guys' experience or not, if you uh, ran out of lives or anything like that. I definitely did run out of lives. Not not my first 60 or 70 um, stars and then fighting Bowser, but then I went to get like to 120, yeah. uh, doing some of those Purple Coins levels. Uh, I absolutely spent over an hour getting certain stars. Wow. probably five or six of them where i could like i mean it's it's amazing the percentage of my time i spent on just a small number of stars that were really finicky yeah uh there were a few that took me maybe 40 minutes but i was playing luigi and his control was even worse than mario's 
So if you guys had trouble with Mario's, I do not recommend the Luigi run. It <laughs> To me, it really wasn't worth it. Um, sometimes they make the Luigi challenges in these Mario games kind of fun and interesting, but this made it tedious. And if you guys already found the main game tedious, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend trying with Luigi. I wouldn't say it was tedious. And I definitely didn't get far enough just to how I paced my gameplay this month, which was poorly, but I didn't get far <laughs> enough to like uh, get into the like post-game up past the 60 to the 120. I can definitely see having more of an issue with lives after that. But I just, I would always grab the ones from Toad, like Peach is somehow sending you lives while kidnapped. All that stuff <laughs> in these games is always kind of funny. And just around the uh, observatory, the there's always a couple lives you can just go fetch if you're low. Yeah. You know, I uh, I always declined the lives from uh, from Peach because I thought, why are they giving me an option to take them or not take them? I thought maybe it would lead to something, and they said, oh, we're going to give it to the Toad Brigade, but I, I think that I was basically just depriving myself of lives. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Qu quick more question again. Uh, recap, who was playing on what again? I, I played Wii U extensively. Yeah. Wii U, okay. Wii U. Wii U. Switch. Yeah, and Switch. All right, Switch question. I, I mean, reason I'll, I'll bring it back up. Here's the We did a poll for the Cartridge Club here. And saying, how are you playing the game this month? And 56.3% said the Nintendo Switch. And my question for you, Fanat, is did you play it with controller or did you play with the, the nunchucks on the... With the Joy-Cons. So uh, I did I did end up switching to Joy-Cons. You mentioned like you would have preferred to have a controller, and that was my thought as well. So I started with the Pro Controller. Well, I had to charge my Pro Controller, so I started in the grip for the Joy-Cons and then switched to the pro controller, but it was so awkward. And I don't remember who mentioned this on the discord, but someone mentioned it. Was I like, think it was me. Yeah, that sounds correct. But yeah. uh, it, where it was just like, it never felt right doing the aiming stuff with a controller in your hand. Cause you were like doing all the regular motions. Then you had to twist your controller all around to get the star bits. So that just never really felt correct. So I ended up switching to the joy cons just to see how it felt. And that just ended up feeling more true to the original experience. Like with the, Wiimote and Nunchuck, and that is definitely the case from what little I played of the Wii version going back. But, so, um, so real ahead. quick, with the controller, how did you do the pointer part? Was it the second analog stick, or did you have to do motion controls with the Pro Motion controller? control. Motion. It was Ugh. gyroscope. So it's like all the stuff that you normally do on a regular controller game, but you're also like almost juggling the darn thing. <laughs> At any point, do you actually need uh, actually, I know the answer to this. You don't uh, actually need to ever fire star bits, right? It's it's nice to use just the just to open up more areas. There is actually some gates that you can't open without having collected enough star bits by certain points. But you can collect them manually by by walking up to them. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's, sure it's not a lot quicker to yeah get the point. No, yeah, 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 it is. I'm just saying. Uh, like to get through most levels and most challenges, you could just ignore the star bits because uh, in a lot of levels they're just leading to extra lives. It's like uh, ignoring the coins yeah. in a regular Mario game. Yeah, I, I think I think you're correct. Other than you, it won't you won't be able to open up some challenges. I don't know if there's a point that you can't go further into the game without giving up star bits. So I'm not sure about that. Oh and yeah, and of course you can redo levels to get more star bits that way. So it might be certainly. more efficient to use the pointer to get those far away star bits. Or yeah. get more star bits that you wouldn't otherwise get. 
I feel like the game emphasizes the star bits too much to skip them in that fashion. Even though like, you technically can, it might be a little bit hard mode for some of the things you would want to eventually do. Like, Todd is correct with um, how it doesn't lock off much. Really, only the Hungry Lumas require you shooting star bits at them. But there's points in level where you can like shoot a flower or a little thing on the ground to pop up a coin if you are low on health. Or if you mm -hmm. just want all the coins ever for some reason yeah like, i don't recall a boss strategy requiring shooting star bits i did use it a little bit if there was if i was being overwhelmed with enemies and i just needed to stun one or two there's a few times the uh what are they called i want to call them whiz robes but that's uh that's zelda the kmx or whatever <laughs> magic Koopas. thank you that's the attack you with playstation symbols for some reason that's yeah that's <laughs> hilarious but uh, a few times I was overwhelmed with them, and so I would use the star bits to kind of buy myself a little bit of space. But hey, top when you, when you said Wizrobe, I knew exactly who you were talking about. Yeah, because that's it, what I always just, refer to him too. It, it wasn't popping in my head. I don't know why. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same attack strategy too. They disappear. They reappear. They fire at you. Pretty much. You know, I actually was wondering if uh, if there was ever a point in, in firing star bits. I felt like that wasn't really introduced in the game, or except at the very first level. And uh, I was probably at 90 plus stars, and I don't remember the exact level, but there's a level where it's a fairly small planet. It has a little uh, hedge maze, and you have to try and catch a rabbit. Yeah. And uh, I, I just found, yeah, I couldn't catch it. I couldn't catch it. I was like, I was doing these big long jumps to try and uh, gain some, gain some distance because uh, he was going exactly as fast as as me. So I just I wasn't gaining any ground. But when I do a long jump, he just starts off in another direction. And I thought. Wait, is this the time finally at this point in the, in the game that I have to actually use the pointer to try and accomplish something? And I tried hitting him with the pointer to try and stop them. And I found when I hit him with a, a star bit, it stopped him for like a, a tiny fraction of a second. And he was immediately moving again. And then finally, I did catch him. And I ended up not using the pointer. And I, I really just went at it for an hour. And then somehow I did it. I didn't really feel like I learned anything like how to do it. But I wonder if I, if there, I was wondering if I just didn't get good enough at using the pointer while also controlling Mario while also running. And that no, I, was the trick. I don't think so. I think the strategy is to just try to cut him off. And I think yeah. the fact that he only stayed stunned for such a brief period of time is to try to signal that you shouldn't be trying to do this because you're not going to gain enough ground that way. Yeah, I, I think I remember the exact level that you're talking about, but I could be wrong, but it was... I remember that it was like it was going just fast enough that you couldn't catch up with him at all. Like, not easily anyway. So I just ended up cutting him off on one of the parts of the hedge maze, like one of the ones that had a curve in it. I just ended up cutting him off in there. It took right. me a while to figure out that that was what I was supposed to do, and I felt a little silly afterward. But <laughs> That was one of those hour-long star, star chases for me. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll say one, one boss fight, in particular the first one, I did use the pointer attack, which was that baby piranha plant the big one that's chasing you around that little mini planet i love that i love that boss fight actually so that, do I. that that one is the only time i can recall using it where because it doesn't really hurt it just stuns it like if he's getting close or yeah if it's getting close to you just just keep shooting it while you're running away and it will stun it enough where it falls backwards which then it loses track of you and you can run around smacking the tail uh so yeah that that's one time I can recall. I know you used it in a boss fight. So, I uh, 
I I didn't. It it was a tool that you had, and I didn't overwhelmingly rely on shooting the star bits. I collected as many as I could, but I didn't shoot them very often. But if a situation arose, like you mentioned, if I needed the health, it gave you things to shoot at to try to give, get you some health back. So it does seem like a missed opportunity to me because it's it's honestly uh, so hard to try and focus on controlling Mario, and then while doing that also try and use the pointer but if they had built that into the level design and the boss design the enemy design where there were times that you had to do it it would have been a skill that you would have built it that would have been a very unique thing as opposed to in my case i really used the pointer when i wasn't moving mario i never yeah. was really doing both at once yeah, it's like like patting your head and rubbing your stomach at the same time i don't think mm -hmm. you would have ever really gotten fully adept at it though i think probably it was better that they kept it as kind of a sideline feature. I think it was actually easier to use on the Switch because um, just from a little bit I played on the Wii, you have to basically point it di almost directly at the at the bar to be in the center of the screen and just move around from there. It's been a while since I've played the Wii, so maybe that's not completely accurate and I didn't have it set up correctly, but that was the case for a little bit. What little I played of that. But on the Switch, you can just hit R to center the Pointer, and mm -hmm. wherever you're positioned, it's just much easier to use it from that point. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing a, a little bit on the Switch now, and you and I talked already about Joy-Con really is kind of the way to go as long as you are okay with those tiny Joy-Cons in your hands. Yeah. Um, I've just been playing it the last few days, and I always shy away from using Joy-Con whenever I'm able to shy away from it. It's a little bit like uh, they're so small, and my hands are so large. It's like It's like trying to play a video game with chopsticks or something like I'm just struggling a little bit, but it is the preferred way to play this game. I think so. Yeah. And the only issue I had, I had a little piece of furniture kind of blocking line of sight between my joy kind on the switch and I would lose motion tracking. That's all I would lose was the motion tracking. So it like, it needs the full bandwidth <laughs> to keep up with the motion tracking. So I had to actually, I, we're selling this uh, this file cabinet, but I had to move it out of the way because uh, I, it was my star was jumping all over the screen. This is the only game I've ever really used the Joy Cons in that configuration. Primarily, I can't really remember another time I used them that much. You know, I started Odyssey that way. They recommend they recommend that for Odyssey, but I I still found Odyssey a little better with the Pro Controller. So, yeah, you know, and I felt like when this game got kind of re released. Uh, and Nintendo really put like no effort into uh, remastering any of these games that I felt like when it came to Galaxy and we played it prior to it, that you probably wouldn't need the Joy-Cons for it. I mean, that, that would have been a big draw for me to see if they completely could remaster it, where the Pro Controller is probably the preferred option. But Well, then that brings up the, the Shield TV uh, port without oh. any motion controls none of us have experience playing it and uh, all i can tell is what i've read about it but uh, that port there's no motion controls and mm. i'm not that has to be an adjustment if you already know the game like that has to be tough to adjust to you know one of my big draws against against this and i shouldn't say it's a big draw it's a nitpick for the controls for this game and maybe we can talk a little bit about the controls right now here some more but I did not have the easiest time doing a long jump with this one compared to like uh, Odyssey 64, even Sunshine. I mean, in 
it's there, it's doable, but maybe because my hands are not connected on the same piece of plastic that they're separated by Joy-Con and Nunchuck, I had the hardest time doing it. And it's doable, and for, for a minute there, I didn't think I could do it. And eventually I just pull it off in the game where I'm, I'm like, maybe it's not in this game. Did I did I misremember doing a long jump? Were you doing the high jump backflip instead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had it misfire on me. Uh, not a lot, but I experienced that too. So mm -hmm. I think it's about the timing of the buttons, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a couple of races where I was trying to do a long, long jump and I ended up backflipping. I was like, that's yep. not ideal. The, <laughs> the uh, Prankster Comet races? But the uh, cosmic uh, yes. Mario, That's which exactly is not when it would similar happen at all to another game in the franchise. <laughs> no, not at all. Totally unique. <laughs> I I am interested in this shield version because I remember like the races where you know I'm twisting with my mm -hmm. um, the Wiimote and I'm falling off the edge here. Occasionally, I could do a sharp turn correctly, but uh, anytime motion controls are coming to effect, even in Odyssey, I'm like. I really wish you wouldn't be here. I really wish I could just... <laughs> can, I, can I just use the nunchuck here to drive Mario around on this little uh, stingray here? Going little manta ray here, driving around? But I, no, that I, was I, only one level. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd love I, there's to another access. one, actually. Yeah, there's another one. Uh, yeah. I'd love to have access to that shield port. And I thought that the Switch version was going to be a straight um, bringing over of that shield port without the motion controls. But that's not what they gave us. And then I thought uh, naively that they would give you the option of playing it without motion controls because they've already done all of the work of converting it. But then they didn't make that an option in there. So who knows? Uh, Nintendo. Well, yeah, they. I mean, there was a rumor that it took two months to develop that Mario collection. So you could see why. Yeah. Little to no effort went into that game here. So anyways... I uh, do agree that they could have done much more with the 3D All-Stars collection, but I feel like all, people also discount how much better those games look as opposed to the original console, at least in terms of Galaxy. Because when I, I went from Switch to Wii, and I was like, oh, that's the difference. Yep. <laughs> it I, wasn't I, as big of a change. Like They didn't put it in the Odyssey engine or anything, but it was still an improvement. They could have done much more with the port, but the stuff that they did do was an improvement. I totally, totally confirmed that because when I first booted it up for the Wii U, I was like, oh boy. And I got used to it because I played it for, you know, many, many days, you know, to finish it up. And when I went back to the Switch, it's like somebody cleaned my glasses, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a big difference. I'm glad you guys brought that up, or at least about the Wii U version, because I remember all the talk about Wii U games, Wii games getting a bump on the Wii U. And it's not like it's horrendous or anything, but it definitely looks like it's still standard definition. Yeah, you know, it's just it, over HDMI. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like when I don't know if you guys had a backwards compatible PS3, but yeah. when when you put like a PS2 game in a, a backwards compatible PS3, it's fine. It, it just a PS2 game looks better on a CRT television, and that's the main reason why for this playthrough. I wanted to play. I was playing on a basic Wii for for my version of um of, of Galaxy. So because it it just looks better in my in my eyes, it just looks better as well, opposed to like the standard definition on a high def television. Yeah, there's no real up conversion unless you have like one of those converter boxes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's just uh just a consequence of the technology advancing. And mm -hmm. I I really did want to play on a CRT for my second playthrough. I just wasn't able to do it. It was much more convenient to go with what I already had hooked up. So. 
-hmm. my original weed, the disk drive is broken. So <laughs> I was, I was thinking about different solutions for cameras and this is one, one, one solution that uh, has become more standard. If you have a complete free control of the camera is you have one stick for the camera, one stick for the, for the character. But with this game, you, you just have the one stick, you have your nunchuck and that's for controlling Mario. So then the other solutions for cameras are you could have the camera just always be behind the character. And another solution is you can have uh, set camera angles for different portions of a level. So you get into a new place and they change the camera angle and it's always consistent. The but God of could, War method. Pardon me? The God of War method. Classic series, not the modern one. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to, because I didn't play this back at the time. I just played it this month uh, for the first time. I, I wish I had played it back then and kind of knew what the context was. I know Mirror's Edge came out a year later. And of course, Mario 64 is 10 years or like, it seems like it's, it's not that far back 2007 that they hadn't figured out some of these different solutions. It seems like they, they did. And they took this weird in between solution for galaxy where they, you don't have direct control of the cap. Well, you have a thing where you can switch at 90 degrees or you can, you can do a first person view in certain areas, but they don't let you just, here's a button to kind of go behind Mario, right? It's, yeah based on where you are in the level, but it's not always the same, right? It's if you're coming from a different part of the level to the same place, it's a slightly different angle because it's making sort of like these AI decisions about how to adjust the angle as you're moving around. So I found myself redoing certain levels, like trying to do a purple coin chase. And sometimes I would come in slightly different path and the camera angle would be a little bit different than it was my yeah. previous attempt. Yeah, you're exactly right, yeah. And, and it, it really presents a lot on the point chases. That was one of the few times where I wish I had camera control because I need to see, you know, where to be heading and making a plan to get the rest of these things. And weird decisions too, like where you basically have, you're going straight down a path and you have these side paths. So it should pretty much be straight ahead, but instead it's like three degrees off. So I'm trying to go mm -hmm. forward and I find myself, I'm just slightly veering off the straight line path, mm -hmm. slightly veering off towards the edge. And, uh, you know, this game is uh, very heavy with the instant deaths via falling and then starting the whole yeah. level over for a purple coin chase mm -hmm. uh, or any kind of a timed level like that. So it's it's really brutal, actually, sometimes. Well, and uh, I'll speak to... Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to go? No, I was just going to say that that probably played into, like, the lack of feeling in control completely mm -hmm. of the aim of not being able to completely position the camera behind you. That's one of the most defeating sounds in the world when you try and do it. Like, Levin's like, eh, nope. <laughs> go right, nope. So and even, like, try to go first person when you're desperate and it just not letting you. <laughs> yeah, that one is, it bugs me a little bit, those few occasions where it just decides that uh, the thing you could do elsewhere, you can't do that here, and it's pretty arbitrary. Yeah. But I, di I did read this on the, on the wiki, so the, these aren't my words. But uh, two things convened here as far as the camera control. They ever Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine, they the developers, they they have to implement a 3D camera. And it's kind of especially in, in 64, it's kind of a brand new thing. They've got to develop it from develop it from the ground up. And they it seems they weren't ever a hundred percent satisfied with what they come up with. And it is something else to juggle while you're playing the game. And they wanted to try to come up with a method where you didn't have to deal with the camera. 
And they that was kind of one of the inspirations of spherical worlds is, well, if it's all a spherical thing, we can kind of keep a camera set and the player won't have to worry about managing the camera. So that's the first thing that was going on. They were trying to solve for that problem. And then the second thing is when they developed the Wii, they didn't give it enough inputs. There's not enough buttons. There's not enough different things to do. So then they're stuck on a system where they don't have a second analog stick. You know, and where they have put the motion controls towards other things instead of cameras. So I think those two things convening is how we ended up with with you know Galaxy. Um, and I'm right now I'm playing through Skyward Sword, and all I have is the center camera behind Link button. That's all I have. Huh. You know, there's no other thing to for the camera except for that. So, yeah, oh, they, they did solve this for Mario 3D World, and interesting, they have an even more minimal control scheme with that. Yeah. But that was, uh, you know, developed over the course of several games too. You know, it wasn't a leap direct from one to the other. So yeah, each it's time, time they to figure it out. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually can understand the problem with the camera more going back to the Wii version because you have to like reach up for the D-pad, mm -hmm. and that's not as easy to do when you do have just that other stick on the Switch version. Even with your, you're using the split Joy Cons, you still have another stick right there, and that's where the camera's attached to. But it just <laughs> I think with the with the D-pad on the Wiimote to to move the camera around, it would have been better if they give you, as opposed to a 90-degree turn, it seems like it was, mm -hmm. uh, of the camera. They give you, like, um, somewhere in between of it. Like, you give you, you have to click twice to get a 90-degree. Like, if, if it could have been, like, you click once to go halfway in between that, um, like a 45-degree angle, I think that would have been more of a solution. But any time I try to move the camera around, it definitely did seem like something was blocking the camera. Like you're not at this correct angle because this is blocking the camera from, from doing so. So you just kind of had to deal with it. But I don't know. That's just from my experience. And I think and, was, and like level was on vacation that day. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right to bring it up. Um, but it's not a thing that affected me overwhelmingly through the game, just at certain yeah. points. So that's for me at least. Yeah, I, I think I think what I, what I learned is uh, in terms of approaching this game, almost from a philosophical standpoint, if you just want to enjoy the game and explore and just pick the levels that you want and oh, I'm not having fun with this, I'm going to leave and go somewhere else. The game provides that freedom, and you can definitely get to Bowser without kind of hitting up against some of these issues. But when you go to some of those really challenging stages where you're trying to get 120 stars, where it uh, it demands mastery of the controls and the camera the controls and the camera are not well developed enough to really allow you to consistently develop that skill there's going to become come a point where you're going to butt up against the limits of the technology and you're going to have to just do it over and over and over again until you kind of get lucky at least that's how it was for me well nintendo kind of in a lot of their games they add things that are a little bit beyond reason for challenge um and they're almost always optional but i don't find that out of line with other nintendo developed games either at least that's my opinion. No, I know what you mean, but I actually, like, I, I, doing like the star levels in like New Super Mario Brothers Wii or New Super Mario Brothers U, um, some of those are like ridiculously tricky and precise. But I always felt like it's really, really hard, but I know exactly what I need to do and I know why I did it wrong. And I feel like it's my hmm. fault. And, uh, you know, one particular level, probably my hated, most hated level, uh, I know we're not at that point yet, was uh, doing a purple coin chase in the 
toy toy galaxy. Yeah, I know what you're talking I, about. And I know the last stars I got. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal because it doesn't feel like uh, it's just hard, and you have to get better at it. I mean, parts of it, yeah, you have to do a long jump across these big gaps. All the all the spaces between you are disappearing, but those mm -hmm. slowly rotating ones. So you land yeah. on a on a step. It doesn't start to disappear like a donut block or get ready to fall like a donut block or something else. It starts to rotate and immediately that rotation causes you to kind of trip. So you sort of have to do this awkward, constantly hopping, hopping, hopping. There's never a smooth movement in that level because of the way it's designed. It's like you're you're tripping over polygon edges, uh, and it just felt like this doesn't feel this doesn't feel good. Even when I beat it, it doesn't feel good. It feels bad the whole time. It was stressful. It was stressful for sure. And that one was one where um, even this especially happened the first time I played it. I don't think it makes it clear to you that there's more purple coins that you don't need to collect than you do. Like there's like 150 there and you only need 100. But I don't feel like I knew that. So I thought I had to make a path to get them all. And so I was beating my head against the wall, trying to do more than I actually had to do. Oh, and by the way, don't forget, you've actually got to make it back to your start point, too. So don't close off when you first leave, because you've got to make a path to get back there, too. Yeah, you have to get the get 100 coins the first time, find out where the star appears, and then realize, oh, I have to take a completely different strategy, because I'm about to yeah. lose now. Yeah, it'd be cool if they had let you know it was going to happen that way. Yeah, just a little space or like... Uh, it would have been like, very easy to denote visually this is where it's going to appear. Yeah, Mario 64 had that for the, the coin stars. Or the red coin stars, I mean. Speaking of, of, of visual things, one thing I really hated was Mario grabbing onto an edge and pulling up. Uh, I found that it was very rarely useful. Uh, I, I think a very natural thing to do is you try and jump for something and you're a little bit short and then you shake the controller and try and get that little extra twirl. But when you do the little extra twirl, he will not grab the edge. Mm -hmm. So the twirl is not really useful for getting extra height because it keeps him from grabbing the edge. If you're high enough to reach the edge, then doing the twirl is probably going to prevent you from making it and you're going to fall back down. Did anyone else have that issue? Or is that just me? No, I didn't encounter no that specifically. I don't recall it too much. Maybe sometimes. I don't recall it, but I'll, de I'll definitely recall on this playthrough when they introduced the jump and then flick your remote to get the spin so you can jump up higher there was definitely a part like right after that where i think they had i think the three extra lives built onto like the mushroom the red and yellow mushroom like it would give you a three additional hit points was either that or it was like a one up one of the two where you had to do that to get that high and i think i did it three times and i said the hell with this and it's just like just <laughs> i said you know it was it was I was able to do it later on, but right it was like right after it was introduced, I just was like could not do it. And I was just like, you know what? Then this level's right here. I'm ending the level. I'm good. Kind of one of those <laughs> moments. I'm good. You got me. You, I tried. I gave it four or five tries. I was good. So I, I and uh with that, I just had this last night, or otherwise I wouldn't have even thought about it because I was trying to do the same thing. But because of some of the camera issues you guys mentioned, I wasn't lined up directly under it like I thought I was. So I was doing the move, but I was just off a little bit enough where I wasn't grabbing the thing and I didn't catch it the first three jumps. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I need to be a little bit more this way. Mm -hmm. So that may have been what you were happening to you, too. 
I don't think it's come up yet, but I think it's worth mentioning that on the Switch version, it is a godsend <laughs> to have the spin equipped to X. I think it's X. Either way, the I haven't button, I haven't used it yet. I'm so used to just shaking my arm real fast. <laughs> I haven't yeah. used the button yet. I'm spoiled by I, the fact I didn't have to do that the vast majority of the time. <laughs> like I agree with the positioning problem. Like still, even with that, like positioning like under a block or something is not always the easiest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's supposed to be one that you got like to a level with the spring power up. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to try it with these blocks because <laughs> I can't hit anything. <laughs> Just ignore them at that point. Yeah. yeah. Hearing about the X being mapped as an option, I think I would much prefer that as opposed to jump and wag. Like, I, oh yeah. Like, I think my timing wasn't perfect. Like, I could do it, but I think the combination of those buttons being close to each other would have been a much more enjoyable experience hearing about that. But yeah. I digress. And I haven't the, played that version. So. And the Joy-Con just seemed a little bit more precise with its motion controls a lot better than like a standard Wiimote. Probably, yeah. I, I don't know if anyone else plays this way with the remote, Wiimote, but I kind of do is like, <laughs> until like I have to use the pointer, it almost always like rests on my knee. And I'll have probably my, my thumb like up, up in the air or something like that. And then I'm like, oh, we got a point. Because there's some of those star bits over here in the corner. Oh, I definitely uh, was not pointing at the screen uh, unless I needed to. Yeah. I, yeah. I only played it for like 15 minutes, and that's basically how I played. Yeah. Just mm. it, most of the time, just relaxing on my my legs or my lap here, and then I'm like, oh, shake and jump, which could what? be also be some of my 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 fault for why I was not able to make a you know perfect jump or something like that. Yeah, the ch the chair I game in kind of has arms, so when I rest my arms on those, I'm kind of already pointing at the screen a little bit. Mm -hmm. And since I don't have to have my hands together, like in my lap, I can kind of just rest them on the arms of this ch chair and it works out pretty well. I, I always hated it though. I'm like, Oh, I have to move to the screen here so I can Mario can get up here to this next galaxy. So I can uh, click and drag them or like, uh, like those little star bits in the level where it's like uh, the gravity will pull you. He's got a point towards you. Yeah. Jump uh, and point stars. towards it. Yeah. Pole it stars, yeah. Pole stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those I'm like, Oh, I have to move my hand here. First I world actually, problems. Yeah, I wasn't actually experiencing that just the what, but it was probably just how I had my setup going and how I had my hand on my leg. It just like I did it in a way that it was still already kind of centered if I needed it. I kind of wish there was a center button, but what are you gonna do? You know, we already talked about the camera. There is on the switch. You press just press R and it centers it. <laughs> no matter which position you have the Joy-Con in, like you can be holding it straight up in the air. If you hit R, center of the screen. Is there a center button for the the Wii, and I just didn't know about it? No, because no. <laughs> it uses the sensor bar, and so mm. it's trying to map to the sensor bar wherever that is. So, and the Switch like uses dead reckoning for its uh, motion control, so you can center it wherever is comfortable for you to be pointing. I feel like that would be handy. Yeah, it definitely was. It's a it's a pretty good solution. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, there should have been there could have been like at least one button that they didn't use on the like the number one or number two button or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Like, even, like the little I was playing on Wii, on the Wii version, I was like, "What the hell? I have to hold my Wiimote straight at the screen." <laughs> Did you guys have a favorite power up in this game? And I'll I'll, I'll let you give you guys a second to think here because I'm going to read off what the Cartridge Club community said here. With 46.7 percent, the Boom Mushroom was voted the favorite of the community. Did you guys have a favorite one? Um, uh, 
honestly, and you guys are going to hate this, most of the power-ups are cool. They're kind of short-lived. The B is okay, but it's the least utility of any flying um, power-up up to that point. And they, they kind of kept it nerfed, and that's okay. But I like the spring. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> I know you don't. I know you don't. I think it's cool. I think it looks cool. Uh, I think it adds just a chaotic element. And I don't feel like they ask you to do too much that has to be so freaking precise. You will make mistakes, and you will die from those mistakes. But they're not asking for a surgical precision with it. So I just yeah. find it pretty fun. No, like I get the idea, and I like the idea of most of the power-ups, but I'm going to go with the B suit for my favorite one, just because it was the only one that didn't piss me off consistently. <laughs> <laughs> like I get the idea for the other ones, but it's like I would just rather go with the main gameplay. When I already don't feel in full control, getting the spring is just like, okay, time for this. <laughs> yeah, I like the flying power-up with the, the red star, but it, it doesn't really... Oh, that's really... a good one. It doesn't come into the game. I thought they Not would really. bring it into Which some levels, is? but they didn't. So it's sort of pointless. So with that being said, I kind of go with the boo, the boo yeah. as well. I felt like I actually had was more powerful with the boo. I felt like I could do things that I couldn't do with regular Mario, which is the point of a power up. Some of the other power ups, like the fire flower, um, you know, because of the time limited uh, way yeah. they did it, it wasn't really a power up. It wasn't making you feel powerful. It was part of a puzzle. It was part of a. It was part of a key. So yeah, it's it so sort of they used the visual language of a of a fire flower, and it gave you an experience that wasn't like really having a fire flower. It was kind of annoying. I yeah. mean, it was cool. The the ice flower too. The ice flower is cool as heck. I wish I could keep it because I like skating across the water and all that stuff. It's pretty neat, but yeah. I wouldn't call it a favorite just because it's so um, limited in use. You know, so. Actually, talking about them, I feel like the vast majority of power-ups are underused, at least in the main yeah. game, like, the just the initial 60 stars. Like, if going past that, you probably get many more of the power-ups. Like, I think I used the Boo power-up once. Yeah, they don't. They didn't treat the power-ups in this game like in previous, like, the 2D games, because they aren't, yeah. like, permanent, necessarily, in improvements to what you can do. They're more or less just to, to pass gates. And in a fun way. I'm not making it a bad thing, but yeah. Yeah, they're interesting, but they're just not frequent enough. Yeah. Like, that might be the other reason I'm picking the B as my favorite one, because it's the only one that's used, like, semi-consistently that's actually fun to use. Mm -hmm. Like, no offense to the spring, but, like, the spring is the other one that comes up more than, like, two or three times in the game, and it's like, okay, that one's just a little annoying. But the B is pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything else from Mario 64, but Mario 64 had the Metal Mario, right? And the, yeah. that, the that cap, was also a time-limited one. Oh, the, the, the cap, the wing cap, cap. With the wings, yeah. yeah. That would make you um. Did the cap run out as well? What's up? Did the cap run out as well, or was it permanent? It did with the music playing, and eventually, yeah, it was a very much a time you have whatever because there was like levels in the sky where you have, you can just fly around try to get the red coins and stuff like that. So um, this is sort of following in that tradition with with the previous 3d games making them more like level mechanics rather than than power-ups in the way they were in the in the 2d in the 2d series they're, they're almost in line along with the line with the um you know the star mm -hmm. power up always where that just runs out of time you mm -hmm. can uh, yeah the invulnerability yeah. as a matter of fact the, the star power up on on uh, galaxy is pretty cool yeah um, it's fun when it the, happens the, yeah and you do some massive damage with it <laughs> you know that's a pretty good power up really 
Yeah, just like running into one of like the bullet bills or whatever they're called. Uh -huh. Like just running into them and just destroying it. And That's just, always fun. Just curving all the way around whatever planetoid you're on and just trying to take everything out in the time oh, that yeah. you have. That's pretty fun. And I like the rainbow effect and everything. That that worked out pretty well. I like that. I think I would like a lot more of the power-ups if they came up more often. Like the boo. Like it, they're interesting ideas. They just don't come up enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of things outside of power-ups. There are things that appear in uh, individual levels. And then they maybe because of the way you can try to choose whatever level you want, take any path you want. I had experiences where I would see something in the first 10 levels, just in that one level, and then see it again after I was at 90 stars. And, and I hadn't seen it since then that I don't remember how this works, you know, mm. and it's not obvious how it works from looking at it. So I ended up like trying to figure like there was a, there's a thing where you have to get on these pegs and you have to flip on these pegs. And I was thinking, is this like Mario? versus Donkey Kong where he like he spins around and he jumps. I, I couldn't figure out the, the the buttons to press where you do like a gymnastic routine on the pegs to try and get up a wall. It only appeared twice, I think, in the whole game. I don't even remember that. Yeah, like, I'm having I thought a hard time remembering it too. for a second. But yeah. I can never bring it out the swing <laughs> for some reason. There, there were a few there were a few instances like that where there was a mechanic that was just on this one level. The spotlight actually that was a good one. The spotlight. Yeah I like the spotlight. Cool. Yeah. And they were explained. They were explained. There's a, a toad there who explains it. Hey, these have their own gravity. But then there are other parts where the gravity would change based on just the way it's on this level is different than it was elsewhere, and it wasn't explained. So I, I feel like that was a thing sometimes with these mechanics that were... I, and I think that it goes back to your point. Some things could have been used a lot more, and then you would have learned how they worked. Uh, there were maybe were too many ideas rather than developing the ideas that they had in some cases. Heresy. <laughs> no such thing as too many ideas. No, just kidding. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not sure if it's time to bring that up yet, but you, you mentioned about just um, it having so many things, it, but they're all kind of similar and, and things not being that memorable because of it. And I think that plays into what you just described, actually. If you stay... Even if you're not staying away from the game, uh, the last time you did this particular thing may have been a long time ago, and they still expect you to have it at top of mind, and that, that can be a problem. I feel like this is a good time to mention the funniest like Toad explanation that just came out of nowhere. Like, never mentioned it at all. And then and it's, it comes back to the camera thing. Like, I got to the last galaxy or like the last world like set of levels. Uh, what was it? Uh, the engine room. You get to the engine room, and I think it's one of the penguin levels or something. You walk up to it, it's like, "Hey, here's how you control the camera." It's like I'm at the end of the freaking game. <laughs> Thanks. Would have been oh. nice to know, and I not already figured that out. <laughs> I forgot, but actually, that's that's when I learned how to do the, like the left right. Yeah, uh, and I was also like way past eighty or ninety stars at that point. So, oh, this this might yeah. be handy. Yeah. In like the second to last part of the entire game. Thank you, Mr. Dowd. <laughs> Very useful information. So let's not forget that this game actually has a story. One no of way. which yes, what? I know, right? Most Mario games kind of what is it generally is said like Peach gets kidnapped by Bowser, which does happen in this game. You but don't say. <laughs> as a as a, any good Mario game, yep, Peach gets kidnapped by, by Bowser here. In the events that every 100 years, the Star Festival happens where a comet passes over the magic uh, Mushroom Kingdom and causes magical stars and stars to fall to the planet below. But as Mario gets invited to the castle, like it does happen in Mario 64, 
Peach's castle is lifted off the ground by UFOs driven by Bowser. And he goes chasing after her and ends up getting knocked out. And he ends up waking up on this little mini planet where we're introduced to Rosalina. So this is her first game into the Mario franchise. New character who generally just kind of does she do anything else besides be be like a narrator on this overworld? Outside of the storybook section sections, I think she just functions like Peach would normally function. Just give you a motivating factor and a reminder yeah. of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Going after and, and the books. scale of the disruption that uh, you're trying to undo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quick question about the story at the start of the game. I may have just missed this on my replay of the first level, but why the hell does Peach have a Luma at the start? Ooh, that's an excellent question. Well, I guess maybe that's something about how uh, the stars are falling down from the heavens. I don't know. Yeah. I have to check into that. That's a good question. Yeah, I figured they probably just showed up, but it was just yeah. an odd thing that I was like, wait a second, why? <laughs> maybe it's just a toad in a costume. Who knows? <laughs> Guys, did you guys have overall thoughts on the story? Did you did you like it as a motivating point for to play the game? Well, uh, I I have something to say about that specifically. Um, now remember, this is the the Mario game that came after Sunshine, mm. and Sunshine has a lot of flaws. I like Sunshine, but I don't love it. I think it's okay, and it's got some neat ideas, but the story um, never really gets off the ground on Sunshine. It it makes the whole experience kind of lukewarm. Bowser isn't even really there until the very end. And it's almost an afterthought. The whole thing's got a vacation vibe and, and he kind of, you fight him in a, in a hot tub, you know, and whatever. Yeah. yeah so, and, and, and he's got a weird voice in that one too. Yeah. Like, that's yes, true. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, the voices and, were always weird in all of these. Like it's like one word out of an entire sentence. Like, like, right. Thank you. And then it's like 50 other words in the stream. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So um, I'm a person, especially on action games or, or platformers, that I don't really care about the story. It's kind of almost a meme that a Mario game doesn't need a story. And I'm right there. I'm right there for that. A Mario game does not need a story. I it, The story is Mario jumps. Okay? Yeah. That's, the, that's the story. That's the description from the back of the box. That's the uh, that's the review. That's the that's the yeah. plot. The plot is Mario jumps. Okay. This, this all reminds me of I went to a Vancouver Retro Gaming Expo one time, and Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, was a guest there, and he was doing a Q and A. And someone asked him, like, "What's your favorite story in a Mario game?" And he just looked confused for things. Like, <laughs> I think I like the one where Peach gets kidnapped. <laughs> that's pretty good. That was Mario himself <laughs> responding there. It was like that was a great moment. <laughs> So um, anyway, so I never, I don't need, and I still don't ultimately need a story in a lot of my action games. I need the action to be good. Star, story is like steak sauce, right? Um, it's good to have, but if the steak is good enough, you don't need it. Okay. So I'm not a big guy for story in certain games that aren't story-driven games. Hmm. But this game, Galaxy, made me appreciate even not not the plot or whatever but the devastation that happens at the very beginning i had never hated bowser more <laughs> like beating him in sunshine who cares but i was going to get that bastard like he messed everything up and he made me care about defeating him i didn't know that something as simple as that would happen in a mario game yeah, and was- a lot of it just has to do with it it played out in front of us in every game before that the things that happened happened before we got there or happened yeah. off off camera, but this or like happened. Whimsical. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's his, yeah, his, um, his cruelty or whatever is played more for laughs in other games. And, and still, even Odyssey, there's not really a threat. But he's portrayed as threatening here in a way that he's really not in other games. And, and that made me much more motivated. And I had more of, I guess, an emotional response to, to beating the game and, and defeating him than in previous Mario games. Well, Mario Sunshine, at least. <laughs> yeah, the scale so, and the way they present his threat is yeah. much more. And, and it's played direct. I don't, not serious, but it's played much more seriously than other games. And uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I think and it's that, like uh, New Mario U Deluxe or whichever one where they're just uh, like having a picnic and he just walks in and it's like, yoink, run away. <laughs> yeah. And I'm okay with that too. But yeah. just having it in Galaxy, especially contrasted against Sunshine was was a very different experience and so I, it wasn't the game that unlocked my appreciation for story in video games but it definitely made it different in a way that i wanted to put into words so oh yeah it's unique for mario games mm-hmm. mainline anyway like as opposed to the rpgs and such right oh yeah and then what about uh what about rosalina's um uh, the picture book stuff what did what's your guys thoughts on that it was cute and charming until it got really dark for some reason it sure did <laughs> Yeah, it's like, wait a second. Like, the one that's like, oh, let's go back to the game after you finish it and, like, finish out this little cute story bucket. It's like, oh, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, I'm devastated. I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a very interesting and unique thing to put in any game, much less a mainline Mario game. And yeah. uh, her story, what strikes me, it's, it's meant to portray as a kid's story, um, as a storybook tale. But there's no moral to it. There's no, it's just like, is this like an actual recounting of events? Is this an allegory for what her life has been? You know, I don't know. I don't have any idea. There's no, there's no moral. There's no outcome to that. She made a good choice or a bad choice. It just tells, tells the story. It's so, it's yeah. so strange. Yeah. I was a fan of, uh, of the storybook. I like the way it was presented. It's, uh, it's uniquely galaxy. It yep. doesn't, uh, it's not part of any other Mario case, it's this whole new mythos. And it's, it's cute, it's charming, it, it does have some darkness to it. It's optional. Um, so, uh, you know, this is uh, like many other Mario games, one where you don't have to spend a lot of time on story. And they really, you know, with the new Super Mario series, with the Mario 3D world, it's really just, you just dive right in, there's no talking. It's sound effects. Right. There's no there's no text to read in those games. It's just it's all shown visually. This was sort of a step towards that. But the story's there if you want it, but you don't have to take it. Yeah, it's also just good as a framing device because that's how the game starts out. And I feel like that's how it ends with. I could be wrong, though, but a, a lot happened in that ending. So I forget if there's a yeah, section. And it's it's not a hundred percent clear because it just reboots the universe, kind of. It's kind of there's not yeah. a, a firm logic to what happens at the end of the game, really. Yeah, it's like I was watching that and it's like, well, I think I know where the mushrooms that are usually in the levels went. <laughs> so, 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 Tav, since you've played Galaxy Two, yeah, my thought is, and without spoiling the story, I guess of that one, does that continue the story? Because from one, I thought I've heard before that they made, when they were making Galaxy, they just made a ton of levels. And they decided, you know, we can, we got a second game here. 
that it was essentially just more levels for Galaxy. Right. Is there a story for that? Is it a continuation? Okay, so this goes to exactly what has been brought up before. Galaxy throws a lot on the wall to see what sticks. And they're all, you know, space-themed and, and such. But it's hard to remember a lot of individual touch points because it all has some similarities and, and whatever. And I have the same struggle with Galaxy 2. Uh, when I picked up Galaxy 1, I thought I was doing Luigi's Run to go find Green Stars, which is the after the second quest of Galaxy 2. I didn't realize until several stars in, oh, oh no, you're just playing the exact same game again, but with Luigi. And he jumps a little bit higher, and his control is extremely slippery. It's hard to come to a stop where you want him to come to a stop to. So between the two games, I don't have a lot to speak of at this point because I've only played Galaxy 2 through to completion once and it was also far enough ago that i don't have a lot of recollections about it other than like yoshi's in it and a few things like that and it's an overworld map instead of the hub based like this one is so there are some things that are a bit different but uh one thing as far as the the way the levels are structured in galaxy that i like it is a departure from 64 and from Sunshine, which is a bit more exploration-based, and this is a bit more point A to point B-based for the most part. Um, there are exceptions. They, there are big worlds like the Honey Hive Galaxy that's kind of one big place that you kind of explore different facets of, and there's uh, worlds like that throughout Galaxy. And I thought maybe those were holdovers from an earlier design of Galaxy before they settled on doing lots of individual planetoids that you go through one by one. And then as I played it this time, I thought, well, maybe it's more of a way to ease players in that had played previous games because this is a lot more out there than Sunshine or 64 is as far as having all the gravity mechanics and things like that. So I thought, well, maybe they have these worlds as the kind of a grounding feature for players that might be start to get overwhelmed by some of the other things. Um, and I, I thought both those things, but I did just read on, the, on again, the this is the Mario wiki, that that was kind of a intentional choice by the developers. And I didn't know this in, before today. Um, so I'm going to kind of paraphrase this that Nintendo views Galaxy as structured more like Super Mario 3D Land and Mario World as far as it being, the point being course clearing, okay, instead of a sandbox. Um, and I didn't realize that they had determined that that's where they put it. So Galaxy is kind of the first step towards the 3D Land and the 3D World style of games, uh, where it's not quite fully exploration like Odyssey. And, 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 and actually, I like them all. I like all those games. But I really saw that more on this playthrough. And that's kind of what I appreciate about this one. And especially Galaxy 2. I like the challenge of getting from point A to point B. I'm not as interested in the challenge of exploring all throughout to try to figure out what to do next. That has a place. And in a, you know, uh, in a game like Odyssey, that's the whole point, And I enjoyed it too. But I really like trying to get from this side of the world. Uh, whatever the level to the other side. And that's what the challenge is. So that's something I appreciate about both the galaxy games. That's one of the reasons they are uh, way up on my favorites list. Yeah. It's that's interesting to like, just have that in the discussion for the context of like going to the 3d land and 3d world again. Cause that's it. It's building that center point between the open 3d games and the original 2d games. And I hadn't touched that to include the galaxy games. But this playthrough, I can see the seeds of that. 
because so many of the levels are only interested in you progressing towards the ending by going place to place to place. And uh, there's only a few that are more like open world style. And those are actually my least favorite. Like I mentioned, the Honey Hive Galaxy, that was never one of my favorites. I want to do weird, crazy stuff in all different gravities and go upside down and go around things. And I want to do all that stuff. And that's what most of the rest of the game allows me to do. So those are my favorite points. The uh, you know weird circular gravity and, and running around the inside of a, of a cylinder to try to get to the end. There's all kinds of craziness. I, that's what I like. Yeah, like more Battle Rock Galaxy than... Absolutely. Honey that's Rock. I love it. <laughs> Honey Hive, yeah. No, I love yeah. Battle Rock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just playing that last night. Isn't this sort of the Mario 64 template, right? You go to a level and you go back to the same level again and again, but every time the level ends when you get a star. So when you go back to the same level, you just have a different goal, but it's the same level. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is the same in that fashion. Um and it, the way it's handled here is a lot more branch points. So you'll start off in the same place, but then you'll branch off different places to get the extra stars. But whereas more back 64 and sunshine, oh, for the most part, you have access to a lot of stars on uh, when you get into them. It just depends on where you have found them or, or where you go. There's not too many stars. There are some, but there's not too many stars that only lock you into getting that one star when you're in there. So I think I know there are mean. a lot more exploration based the, the, the earlier games. And this one is a little more focused on uh, just progressing instead of exploring, I think. Although I have to say when I did, when I did come across a hidden star and it wasn't what I was supposed to do, or mm -hmm. it sort of is, but it sort of wasn't mm -hmm. uh, that was, those were some, some of my most enjoyed moments. And they're optional because some of them have a challenge that is, you know, they don't want to get you stuck behind. The one that stands out to me is where you have to blow up the trash. Uh, and I had uh, a tremendous, you had to throw the bombs to blow up the, the trash. It's a, it's a bonus star um, and you're under a time limit. The first time I played through way back in the day, I had such a problem doing it and I dreaded it when I hit it the next time, but I did it after, you know, 20 and uh, 10 tries. And then last night I got to it again because I am playing Mario again on the switch and I got it after three tries. So it's like, I don't know the first time it was one of those, like you had uh, Joel, where I, I had to go for 40 minutes or 50 minutes just to get it to work out for me and, and get lucky. But event, I don't know. I don't know if I got better at it or if I just got luckier at it, but it wasn't so bad the next few times I hit it. So but I think that's why some of those optional stars have challenges that uh, they didn't want to make part of the main path. So technically every star is optional almost, right? Yeah, I guess you can top out at like, what, 60 or 70 to get to the boss? You just need 60 to get to the boss. I actually I actually thought I had 61 and I, and I beat Bowser. He was my 62nd star. Nice. Yeah. That's funny. I had 12 stars left to get to get to the final level yesterday and I just... <laughs> Went like three, four hours in a rush to get all the rest of them. <laughs> Go ham on it. Yep. So did you guys have a favorite level that stands out to you the most in this game? Or at least favorite a level that stands out to you that you're like, oh, I'm glad I don't have to ever play that again? I, For me, I think most levels just kind of ended up blending together. I liked a lot of them, but I, I couldn't really name most of them for you. Least favorite was probably mm -hmm. the, the Toy Galaxy. That might be a combination of uh, I was at the end of the game, but also just I found that to be just a little annoying. That's when the challenge really started to, to yeah. ramp up too, and and yeah, it's it's a lot more. Uh, it, it demands a lot more from you than most of the other ones did. Yeah, but it just felt like a little 
a little kind of topsy-turvy. Like, it was hard to figure out where to go, like, mm-hmm. which direction you were supposed to be facing and all that. That was, like, the most unclear of the gravity elements that I could... Yeah, it was really... The gravity rules were, were not clearly communicated there. They did not make sense. Really mm-hmm. annoying. I agree. I liked uh, Deep Dark Galaxy. That's the one where it's, like, the Toad Brigade is there. By the way, I don't know if we mentioned, but... I think this was the introduction of Captain Toad to the Mario series. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I um, I, I, I forgot about that until playing mm-hmm. it too again. Yeah, he's not as important as like Mario 3D World, where they had like the spin-off game, the Adventures of Captain Toad, and they had individual levels in that game. But like he's in it for sure. Uh, I like the Deep Dark Galaxy. It's like a little beach galaxy. But it's oh yeah, night. and I just like the look of it. And this is also a place where I found a hidden star at the bottom. And it, I liked how all the parts of this. Uh, galaxy were connected together so there was actually a ghost ship there's like this you go inside of a cave on the beach and then you go to the bottom of the water and and there are other things you can find there it's all connected it's not jumping from a small planetoid to another planetoid it's a big interconnected level ones yeah and i liked it i like the look of it i like the feel of it it wasn't super stressful there was some cool exploration to it you may very well like mario 64 more you know if you like that kind of stage because that's a lot more what that game would would give to you sunshine too to a degree i got that 3d collection uh, and i haven't cracked it open yet but i uh, cannot wait to play uh mario 64 yeah Uh, go into it it. understanding the time that it was made but uh, you may like it it if you like that level it holds up really well it's still got its elements that are a little wonky but it holds up way better than you would probably think go ahead Okay, uh, earlier we were talking about throwing ideas to the wall, and it's, it's not one of my favorite levels, but I will bring it up. What is it called? The the Matter Splatter Galaxy. Uh, mm. Just as far as this game throwing ideas out, there are Mario games, a lot of Mario games do it. They, they use an idea once, and these ideas are things that other indie games will build the entire game on. And Matter Splatter is one of them. I'm I'm playing it. I don't remember the name of it, but I've got a little 2D indie game where the only things that exist, if light hits it, it exists. If it's dark, it doesn't exist. And it's a platform you've got to figure out how to get through. Um, the spotlight levels. It's sort of like that, yeah. It's, it's But Matter Splatter, it has like random... Yeah, the spotlight. Yeah, exactly right. And so where the spotlight is, the... the the matter where exists. The platform is. Yeah. Yeah. And I like those. they do the ideas, but they use it like basically once and then they toss it. It's like, and that idea is like an indie studio will make an entire game off of that, but Mario will use it one time and then throw it out, you know, off to a new yeah. idea. And um, I, that's one of the things in a, in a Nintendo or a Mario game, you'll get a lot of ideas and maybe you end up not liking every one of them, but they're going to throw a lot to you and, and yeah. try a lot of different things. I, I, I get that level of credit because that's a mechanic, as you say, that is introduced and isn't really used a lot again after that. But it's very visually clear right off the yes. top how it works. Yes, so that's I why agree. It's, it's okay to do that. And uh, and when they introduce a mechanic, and maybe they could have used it again, but it's a clear mechanic, it's it's a winner. Yeah. And sometimes it's not visually clear, and then it's not. So that's that's the, the mixed bag sometimes with, with some of the levels. But that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, with the indie game mentioned, I feel like it's worth mentioning, like, the V, 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 whatever, right. how you pronounce yeah, that. exactly. Like, I had to look that up to see if it came out after or before. But, like, the the flipping, the gravity flipping with the arrows, right. it's, like, it's really hard to separate that out now going back. Yeah, it definitely reminds of lots of different 
things that an indie, ga- indie game may have used to build the whole game on. And they're like, yeah, that we made a stage about that. And then we moved on to something else. I will mention like a favorite section of level. Since I only mentioned a like least favorite directly, I'll, it's not so much a favorite level, but a fa- favorite section of levels. I really like all the like the final Bowser levels, like all the yeah, I'm like, with you. Final worlds of stages, mm-hmm. they just felt like really good challenge, but not annoying. Except for like maybe little bits with like the bullet bills on the last one. They're a little too extreme. <laughs> little much. Yeah, a little much. They don't give you a lot of wiggle room. No, they don't. But those levels as a whole, I just really like those. And especially the one where I think it was the first or second one where it has like the Mario 64 boss music for it. Mm-hmm. Or remix of that. That was really yeah. fun. You know, it's a trope for me when I host these shows. Is one of my favorite levels are always like spooky haunted level. Of course, there's one for this one, which is Ghostly Galaxy, mm-hmm. which also has one of my favorite boss fights in the game with uh, Bouldergeist, which I thought was a clever yeah. name. Yeah, that's a good that boss good. too. That's a good mm-hmm. boss. I like those levels and that boss. Those are good. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know of a bad boss in the game. Honestly, I, I don't know that I, uh, you know, absolutely love them all. But most of the bosses in this game are pretty darn good. You know, speaking of bosses, yeah. did you guys have any favorite Change. bosses? Well, the Bowser fight's pretty awesome. It yeah. wasn't as. Uh, I don't know. It was very very memorable, and I remember my first time through. I just loved it so much because you. The way they set it up, you know, you've got to cut them off. And the way uh, you're not really platforming in that moment, you're just maneuvering and trying to outmaneuver him and stuff. And I really liked it. It's not one of the more epic Bowser bosses they've ever had as far as scale or whatever or scope, but it, it works pretty well. I really like the Bowser boss and the, the, is it, is it PD Piranha? The very, very, very first one. Is it PD? It's Dino, like Piranha. Piranha. Dino, Dino yeah. Piranha. Yeah, yeah but- right. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple and gets you your bearings on what kinds of things you'll be doing for the whole game, and it just works out really well. The way they present the information to you is, on that is pretty good. We didn't mention it, but this is the team that uh, came off of Donkey Kong Jungle Beat to make this game, and, and really? Jun- Donkey Kong Jungle Beat is a game that if you haven't played it, you should make an effort to play it if you're into platformers. Um, I've played it. I've got the, the GameCube version that plays with the bongos, but they did update that to uh, regular controller controls for the Wii. Um, and I, I speak very, very highly of that game too. For as far as a pure platformer, um, a skill-based platformer, that's a very, very interesting game. And that these guys were given the uh, the reins to do this Mario game. Uh, I think they knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. But yeah, it makes, um, makes kind no, of sense. Yeah, another of the good bosses is the octopus guy that you fight a couple of times where you have to go around him and knock the like whatever coconut things he throws at you. Yeah. Like right. knock those back. Those are fun. Did anyone play Astro Bot Rescue Mission on PlayStation VR? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's very Mario derivative. It's a very good game all on its own. But a couple of the bosses remind me of Super Mario Galaxy bosses. There's a giant spider, there's a giant octopus. It's like it's very interesting how they hit upon some of the same things. You know what boss I had a hard time pl- with too? And it took me way longer than it probably ever should have was Mega Leg. That um Bowser big robot. Yeah. Yeah. This oh guy, god, I forgot I, about that. I like that had, one actually. I had the hardest time in the world. And I, I knew what I had to do. Well, actually I didn't know what I had to do. 
Uh, for the longest time, I thought maybe I had to knock out his eyeballs for a second, and I'm like, wait a minute, there's this thing flashing on top of his head here. But yeah, I just keep getting owned by the bullets because like the fence that you have to take down a fence, right, with the bullet, and then have the um, the next bullet go through to break the star. Mm-hmm. I'm and I must have wasted. You know, we talked about it earlier here too. Like the game gives you enough lives, and I believe even on this one, one of the legs has a one up on it. I couldn't I couldn't tell you what exact one does, but I thought one of them maybe does. Mm. But I, I didn't get an over, but I definitely felt like I wasted almost all my <laughs> lives that I accumulated on this boss. And I, it feels you know, like a lot of these these things like this are situational because like I didn't. I just went through that so quick. I don't think I had any problems with it, but then I got hung up on places. Probably you all didn't. So mm-hmm. I, did, I don't I, think I had a problem with Mega Lake. I just didn't really remember him that much. No, oh, I, I did. I, I yeah. closed it because I'm like, I'm like, what am I not doing here? You know, it's definitely <laughs> one of those where it's like you were. I wasn't like dodging a hundred bullets or anything like that. It was definitely like, how can I not get this part right here where? May I get only one fence and then I get hit on the like second bullet? Would like if I was trying to jump then where Mario climb on top of it, I try to make the jump or something over my platforming time was just not on point for that for that boss. Um, maybe I also it was really, an adjustment time thing because it was an early boss fight. Sure, maybe, maybe that's what it was, but for some reason that one just gave me more trouble than I like to admit. I liked uh, Fiery Dino Piranha. Uh, and too. it's partly because mm-hmm. I like the original Dino Piranha fight. That was a great first fight. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to that and like ramping the difficulty up, it was challenging, but the mechanics were, were pretty smooth for me. And so I felt like it wasn't easy. I had to give it a few tries, but I, I it wasn't one of these, it wasn't one that was sort of uh, damaged by bad mechanics like that one where you have to beat the mole with it when you're in the spring mode. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, yeah. it was like, I felt like, I can do this. I just need to get a little bit better and a little bit faster. Had fun with it. Yeah, that skeletal fish boss. That wasn't too bad, but the underwater levels in general in this game are not great. Amy Mostly, is hard. I think the I think the camera plays in a lot to why the underwater levels are yeah. Frustrating. That's another place where you wish you had full camera control because oh, yeah. you're in a 3d space in which you can go in every direction, you know, yeah, so you like, want to be able to see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's even more hard to position yourself than on like the more gravity based little yeah. orbs. Yeah. So we, we briefly touched on it earlier and the first introduction of Luigi in this game actually is that horror level I mentioned, but you can actually play as Luigi. So, Tob, you mentioned earlier, how do you unlock Luigi to be playable in this game? Well, uh, if you go through as Mario the first time through and you get all 120 stars, then your save file will let you switch between Mario and Luigi. And so you just switch over to Luigi and you just start the whole game again. We've mentioned, like, Nintendo kind of has a... We've had a lot of great things to say about them, and especially this game, but every now and then you can pick on them for be- doing something lazy and this luigi mode is kind of lazy in that fashion it's the exact same game again very little has changed there's a few things that have changed i guess the uh some can of the I pranks ask, are can I ask, did they at least swap them in the like cutscenes? no that's Mario? my point no oh. when you rescue luigi you you rescue luigi with luigi <laughs> and they put some text up to kind of hand wave it off 
it's like i don't know why that choice was made like it wouldn't have taken that much development time to have done something with that but some of the chase levels the uh what what did you what's that prankster race luigi or what's it what's he called cosmic cosmic, cosmic yeah so i guess the cosmic luigi is a little faster or whatever because mm. luigi's base physics are a little faster so they, they but it's primarily the same game and i did mention earlier in the show luigi can jump a little higher and maybe a little longer and that's welcome but uh he just slips and slides when he when he walks when you stop pressing forward he slips several portions past where you mainly go so you constantly have to rock the stick back and forth just to counter his momentum and it made There's, it you know made like it directly without a vehicle <laughs> yeah very, very close to that and it made it challenging but not really in a fun way or in a way that i got used to uh my save that i picked up was probably about a fourth to a third completed so i didn't do the entire game front to back i just did the last two-thirds or three-fourths i'm not really sure but even in that and I kind of almost speed ran the whole thing. I was going through as, uh, just because I'd already played the game before. I wasn't like experiencing it again for the first time. I didn't even do the storybook until like the very end. And I accidentally walked into that room and I got locked into the storybook until we made it through every chapter because I hadn't done any of the, of the chapters yet. But uh, oh, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> but uh, by the end of the game, I still hadn't fully acclimated to Luigi's control. Um, it was just a hindrance the whole time. It wasn't anything that, that added a fun challenge. It was just added tediousness to it. So I don't recommend the, the Luigi run. Um, in Galaxy 2, you are doing, I believe, uh, you're kind of doing different goals and stuff, um, trying to suss out where these green stars are. I think that's how Galaxy 2 works. So I might pick that up at some point. But I don't really recommend Luigi for Galaxy 1. Just play the Mario run. And you can just beat it or you can complete it. It's up to you. Um, I think it's worth completing, but definitely, definitely worth beating. It's a, it is a good Mario game in my in my eyes. Yeah. Isn't that a, another similarity has like the 3D land, 3D world where you just end up mm -hmm. playing the game again as Luigi? Okay. Yeah, and and I I this may be where that started. I don't recall that happening in uh in Sunshine. I well, you know what? I never got every star in Sunshine because of the blue coins i never bothered so i've never completed sunshine i don't know what that has if there's any post-game content for sunshine but that seems to be where that started uh in galaxy and mostly i don't go through those but uh, i wanted to well honestly thanks to the club i had a reason to revisit one of my favorite games again so i just used that opportunity to play through to, to 100 percent it am i the Once. only one that was playing this for the first time all the way through no this is my first time okay cool yeah, but I just felt like acknowledging that this is... I yeah. did play it a little bit. Like, I I got the Wii way later, and that was one of the games I picked up, but I never got very far in. I think I got to, like, the ball-rolling level. I know it was optional, but it's like, nah, that'll, that'll be it for me for now, thanks. <laughs> um, but this was the time. I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and finish the entire thing. And I did end up going all the way through and enjoying it. I had a sealed copy uh of this for like 10 years and this was the month i opened it up for the cartridge oh wow club, so. nice my copy is like the nintendo select version it was way later <laughs> so yeah this is my second time playing the game through and it was one of those games where i had for a while and eventually when i had the opportunity when i got a wii u i popped it in and played it had a great time liked it a lot and i've been meaning to play the sequel for quite some time and i might just pop it in now because i got a little bit of vacation coming up right here just uh to see the difference i've Sweet. heard i've heard multiple things where people either like galaxy or galaxy 2 better but i've heard multiple reports from people saying galaxy 2 is actually the better game 
So I, I believe so. Yeah, and hearing you say it, top, you know, I, I imagine that's a good recommendation. If you like Galaxy, I mean, I'll I'll just go on and repeat myself earlier. I was a big fan of sixty four, and um, and Odyssey. So if you're a fan of those games, there's more of it kind of here in this game. So like those would be my recommendations. Do you guys have any other recommendations for a three D platformer that uh, if you've played this game, you like this, yeah. play this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go Galaxy Two real quick, and just as far as it's more of the same platforming challenges, a lot more new ideas, some different power ups, and it's it's streamlined because you are going through a world map, and your hub is quite different. So there's less discovery of story and discovery. But if you just want to pick it up and crank through levels, and that's what it provides, and it's very very good. I like it a lot. Uh, beyond that, it's a little more divisive, and maybe it's not quite as good, but I like I said I like gravity mechanics and weird things like this and like the Sonic Lost Worlds. Uh, there's a I guess a 3DS and a, a Wii U version. It it presents worlds that are on curved surfaces and it does a lot of ideas and especially when it came out, a lot of people really hipped it to. Well, this is Sonic trying to do Galaxy and I can't recommend it fully because although I have it, I haven't really played it other than the demo. But it seems to provide some similar things um, with some of Sonic's jank, you know, so that's just kind of part and parcel. But if you like this, that might be something to look towards. I'll stay with the safe recommendation of just it's Mario. Play other Mario games that you haven't tried yet. Just go experience the history of this series if there's any missing pieces. Because it's always worth it just to even see, like even Sunshine, just play it just to see how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> you might not end up liking it, but it's a piece of the history of the series. Like you don't have to go like to the Mario's Hotel or anything. You don't have to go that far. Like play through the main series, see what was done in the previous ones and what was implemented on later. And it's just fun to do that. But um, just there's a lot of good 3D platformers. I can't really think of any specifically off the top of my head. But, like since this is a Nintendo franchise and a lot of like this is not is not to be antagonistic or anything, but there's a lot of like console loyalty in the retro space and everything where people that play the Nintendo franchises learn sometimes they'll just ignore franchises from other companies. So check out like Ratchet and Clank or Jack and Daxter or some of the PlayStation ones. Sorry. Or I'm sure there's some on Xbox that are worth checking out. I don't know how good Blink's the time sleeper is, but <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's not as big of that. I just legitimately That's don't coming know. to Game Pass. Yeah, and if you stuck to like the Nintendo franchises, go check out some of the rare titles. Just explore the genre in a broad sense. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Uh, I, I certainly plan to uh, use a 3D All Stars game to really get to know 64, and then check out Sunshine for sure. I'm definitely not mm-hmm. going to skip Sunshine. I'll, I'll see. I'll see if the love is is deserved, or and if the hate is deserved, and maybe it's both. I think uh, I'm, I'm really interested in uh, I've been interested in, in reading about and thinking back on exploring the, the 3D Mario pedigree because I, I feel like this is a, a very direct follow up to Sunshine, although I haven't played it and Mario 64. And I think that Mario 3D World is a little bit of a departure. I think it takes a lot from the 2D games. You know, it doesn't have a separate health bar and then items items persist. They're They're connected to health. It does a lot of things that are in the new Super Mario series, and it brings them to the 3D world. So if you didn't like Mario Galaxy, uh, or if you like some things but some things bother you, you might find that Mario 3D World kind of fixes some of those mechanical issues. 
and some of the design issues. But I, I basically agree. Uh, you, it's hard to go wrong with Mario. It's worth kind of checking everything out, even if you don't love yeah. everything. You know, one thing that you bring up, Sunshine, and I love to keep poo pooing on it, but uh, what's called Sunshine has like some levels in it that are almost like inspiration for Galaxy. Uh, the, yeah, the, flood, the floodless levels. Right. Where I was going to mention that back. earlier too. Yeah. Yeah. Where it definitely seems like they, it's like abstracted out, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more like what you'll find in Galaxy. Yeah. It definitely seems like they, when they were making those, they're like, hey, we kind of have an idea here. And that could have branched off. So, I mean, if you like that, there are elements of like Galaxy in Sunshine. Um, I just can't recommend that game. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, and I don't want to be the dead horse, but that's um, one thing about Sunshine is it's all themed on this resort, so it's all different places of a resort. But being that everything has to theme to a resort. There is variety, but it's all kind of samey too. So I thought Galaxy will it has a lot more ideas and does a lot more things. But as we've already mentioned, it they throw so much at you, none of it really sticks anyway. So I don't know if that's a plus or a minus, but uh, at least they had the freedom to not have to theme it all the same way in in Galaxy. All right, final thoughts, Finnat. What are your final thoughts on the game? I know you kind of shared the beginning, but what are your overall final thoughts of Mario Galaxy? Yeah, I don't know what the over-under on my negative to positive has been on the talking points so far, but I, it is a classic game, and it's, I don't want to call it gimmicks, but, like, the mechanics can be a little hit or miss in it, but it's definitely worth revisiting. And, um, like, if you have, I would say the Switch version is probably the better way to experience it now, but it's definitely worth going back to, and there's a lot of fun elements to be had in it. Good to hear. Joel, what are your final thoughts on the game? Yeah, I, I think uh, likewise, there are there are parts that frustrated me and there are parts that I really enjoyed. Uh, overall, I think this is definitely a game that is worth playing. In terms of completing, I guess there, there are two levels of completion. There's completing it with 120 stars. And then if you do that, then you can unlock Luigi and then get in the, the same 120 stars again. And then you can unlock the 241st star. And uh, I found that after 120 stars, I was done. And I think I might actually advise, if you're not a completionist, uh, maybe don't go for 120 stars. Just have fun with it, because this is a lot of fun. And when you get to a level that, oh, this is frustrating, or the controls are too janky, you have the freedom in this game to just go on to another level. There are lots of ways of getting 60 stars without banging your head against the wall. So if you're not a completionist, and some of us just can't help it, I understand. Um, (laughs) It's definitely worth playing it. I don't think that I would recommend completing it unless you just uh, you're having so much fun that you just want to keep on going. So that that's that's where I'm at. Definitely a worthwhile playthrough. Lots of great things um, and uh, things that were improved as well with with later games. So you know this paved the way for that. Top. What are your final overall thoughts on yeah. this game? Well, uh, I knew when I picked it back up to play through again, um, it was it was already one of my favorite Mario games, one of my favorite platformers that has ever been made. Uh, the sequel is better, but is was still one of my favorites. And going back into it with kind of fresh eyes and with another, you know, however many years of new um, game innovations, it does help me to see some of the ways that some of the things that have been advanced upon in current game design 
but it still it still was a great time. I still had a lot of fun with it, and even Luigi's uh, terrible control wasn't enough to ruin my experience. I just don't recommend doing that if you don't have to. <laughs> so it's still very very much up at the near the top of my list. Cool. Uh, yeah, for my overall thoughts on the game, it's a great game, fun play. I recommend playing it. Um, I couldn't imagine playing it on the Switch without a regular controller, but. Uh, yeah, I, I look forward to playing the sequels, and I'd like to reiterate August's Game of the Month will be Mirror's Edge. If you're playing along or just want to discuss the game with us, make sure to let us know by using the hashtag Cartridge Club on whatever social media platform you frequent. For those of you not aware, September will be the start of the ninth season for the Cartridge Club, and in that month we'll be playing Horizon Zero Dawn. October we'll be playing Diablo 2, in November we'll be playing Spiral of the Dragon, and for December, which will be the 100th episode of the Cartridge Club, We'll be playing Final Fantasy VII. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to us. We're always looking forward to having new community members on to talk about the games they love. But anyways, that's the show, everybody. Uh, I'd like to thank our guests for being here. Fitnet, where can we find you online? Uh, I'm not really active on Twitter right now, but I am on Twitter at Fitnet, F-I-T-G-N-A-T. If you want to go there, I need to revamp the page and just start tweeting again. I'm not right now, but either way, I am always hanging out on the Crush Club Discord. That's the main place you can find me right now. Thanks for being here. No problem. Get to be on for a third Mario game. <laughs> That's right. You have a you have a track record here with Mario games yeah. for the Cartridge Club. I missed a few, but the pattern's back. <laughs> Joel, where can we find you online? Um, I'm not a, a YouTube creator or a podcaster or anything, so I don't really have anything to plug, but I am on Twitter, uh, JJS Voice. Uh, so you'll see me kind of doing just beat it tweets and uh, checking on the Cartridge Club games. And I'm in the forums, sorry, not the forums, the Discord uh, <laughs> as QX. So, you know, you can say hi. Thanks for thanks for helping us out here. And Top, where can we find you online? Yeah, and I want to thank you guys all again for including me here. Uh, it's very exciting to find out the club was doing this game, and I, I wanted to try to do what I could do to to just be involved in what way I could. So I appreciate it. Um, I am I do have a YouTube channel. If you want to call me a YouTube creator, that's uh, where I have the biggest following. Um, but I'm on Twitter as well with a very very small following there. So anybody wants to hit me up, come on over. <laughs> uh, but if you search for Top Spot One Two Three on any any uh, search engine, you'll find any of the stuff I've made. So um, um, that's that's where you'll locate me. Thanks for helping us out here. Absolutely. And for myself, you can find me on Twitter at it's Rocket Sauce. I'm also on the Cartridge Club Discord, same handle, and I do have an Instagram where I post fun stuff that I do. Sometimes that's not even video game related. But anyways, you can find me at those uh, locations. Uh, but with that being said, that's the show, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. See you night.
they also probably did it at the beginning of the game, but I just forget. Also, I have to mention this because this is, I think it's funny, but me and Joel are both drinking bubbly sparkling water. Nice. It's just a random thing. But what's, like, what's your flavor? I have it's lime. A blackberry. Blackberry's good, too. Yeah, what do you have? I have lime. I like the pineapple one, too. Have you tried that? I have not. I do not like most of the flavors. This is a side tangent, but I just thought it was funny. Yeah, rocket sauce, feel free to cut this out. <laughs> it probably is cut out of the show because I don't know where how, how I can fit this in. Maybe we can get sponsored. <laughs>